2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Are you ready? It's the Roundtable with me, Robert Bannon. Well, holy moly, it's another edition of the Roundtable, a Show edition. And we are excited to talk about the SAG Awards. And I have Adrian back with us. We are on the Broadway Podcast Network, so I appreciate you being here and listening to us. We have new episodes every single day uh, here on the Broadway Podcast Network of The Roundtable, where artists talk about art. And we have such great guests coming up in the future, all SAG members, like Charo and Janet Hubert and Rupert Holmes and so many people. And I'll tell you about my opinion about the SAG Awards and the winners and the losers and and, and what I did instead of watching the show. (laughs) All with Adrian who's here for award show season. So welcome to the extravaganza of the SAG Awards. Well, Adrian is here. And Adrian, welcome back to Award Show Central. Hello, everyone. In one word, how do you describe the SAG Awards? One word. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Oh, <laughs> I was not prepared for that. One, one word. Ah, uh, predictable. Okay.
2: Except for one. Yes, we'll get. We're going to talk about it. Yes. I, I, I teased in the beginning of this about being a SAG member. I am a SAG. I'm a proud SAG member. Yes. I got, I got my card on Saturday Night Live, and many people um, worked very hard. What year? very
1: hard. What year was it? What year did you become SAG?
2: Ah, uh, good question. Twenty seventeen.
1: Okay, that's that's exciting.
2: Yeah, so I think we're like you know, ooh, a good couple of years now. And yeah. you know, I um, uh, people work very hard to get their card. It's not easy to get your card. It is very hard to get your card. You have to be hired three times as a SAG background worker, or one time as a principal worker, or you can get a waiver. If you have questions about being a SAG, it's very confusing. And I thank the people who have helped me understand what it took to become a part of the union because it is not very easily described. And then you can join sister unions after years, such as AFTRA, and, which is equity or or of the the other unions, music unions, etc. But um the union provides us with such great I'm a, such a proud member of three unions, Equity, Screen Actors Guild, and then the AFT American Federation of Teachers. But um I think the country is built on the back of unions and oh yeah. Here we go getting political, but, you know, they've tried to dismantle unions very much so and collective bargaining in this country because they're afraid of the vote and they're afraid of paying fair wages. So I'm all pro the SAG Awards, even though Fran Drescher's speech was a little over the top for me personally. Um, I came out like Evita. With in, the red, look, red, in the
1: red. With the, she looked beautiful. Absolutely stunning. But she came out and I was
2: like, oh, it's Ava Perone." <laughs> he had her red ruby earrings and her red ruby ring and her red ruby everything and she is a very she fought a very hard fight against ai and the yes. the concept
1: and and you know you, you, you sometimes as she said and, and the other gentleman who's her partner in this and and he yeah. was there as well um you know they really wanted to and it, they weren't and i think this is kind of what society does who isn't a part of this kind of groupling it, what They weren't fighting for Tom Cruise and George Clooney and Kate Winslet and, and Margot Robbie. They weren't fighting for them. They were fighting for the craft service people. They were fighting for, uh, you know, some of, of your friends who are working their way up and who had one job here or one job there. And, you know, they're still auditioning and doing that's who they were fighting for. They were fighting for for those actors who deserve to be paid properly
2: for what they're doing. 99% of, of screen actors guilt, 93% of the union actually, does not qualify for healthcare. <clears throat>
1: that, so, that was such a staggering statistic when they talked about that. I,
2: and I think AI is a big issue, and it, it is the biggest issue oh, yeah. that's going to take us for the next generation. Her language was a little dystopian. I think she even used the word. Like, it was a little like, I felt like I was watching a, an action thriller, like The Matrix or something. I think she used the word Matrix as well. She, I but, think she did. But... I give her credit. She is not just the nanny named Fran. She is out there fighting the fight. But wow. I mean, I think she took her. Yeah, it was a moment.
1: It was a moment. And and then I think the, if we can talk about the other big moment of the evening. And it was very interesting to watch the audience's reaction to the speech, which was Barbara Streisand. I, she looked a little older up there. I, I. <laughs> I was a little surprised to see, you know, uh, she was Barbara though, you know, I mean, it, it, talk about iconic, but to see some of the women in the audience and even some of the men get a little emotional hearing her speak.
2: And yeah, I Anne think Hathaway. it was a
1: beautiful speech.
2: Washington, yes, absolutely.
1: Uh, uh, Joey King was, was a younger actress, you know, her eyes were welling up. Anne Hathaway, you know, was welling up. And, you know, she really, didn't care what people thought about her. She may have, and I, I haven't started her book yet. It is on my list to, to start. Um, but she fought. She had to fight and claw her way to get to where she was. And people made fun of the way that she looked. She was Jewish, you know, all of these other little, little small things, but it adds up to a lot. But she paved the way for many people today. Well, you know, not just, well, not just women, but people today.
2: Well, I have my pro and my con of the Barbra Streisand moment. Oh okay go ahead. No I'm obsessed with Miss Trissand. I, I I adore her. I love her. Love her. Love her. I was that oh, 12-year-old yes. kid who discovered Funny Girl and was obsessed with everything that is Barbara. And I have seen Barbara in concert multiple times and spent ugams of money and she deserves every accolade. I think this is her farewell. I think she even describes in the book like this is her goodbye. She wants to get in an RV and drive with her husband up the coast and eat coffee ice cream and live her best life. I don't think she's going to act anymore. I don't think she's going to sing anymore. Yeah. I think she's done. I, you know, I, I think the book was
1: kind of like, this is it. She was, you know, all these interviews and she doesn't really do interviews. No. It's not her favorite thing to do. And I think she's done. But um, I was reading something where someone said, what a, um, a moment because Fran Drescher as the nanny loved Barbara Streisand. Yes, that's and, cute. You know, and and that moment because, and Barbara acknowledged Fran I, I believe that's who she pointed to when she said "SAG after" because I think Fran was in that in that area, and I just was kind of like, "Wow, what a really cool moment!" But yeah, that was kind of like this was kind of like I'm done. The only thing that I didn't understand um, when giving this particular award was that it was given by Jennifer Aniston and Bradley Cooper. Could they not get Jeff Bridges, who was in with her, with "The Mirror Has the, Has Two Faces," which is a, I love that movie, um, or
2: other? Or Greta Gerwig.
1: You know what I'm saying? I just was like, why these two people? That was just my my surprise. I, I, I don't know that.
2: any. I have no. That was one of my cons. I have no idea why we needed Jennifer Aniston and Bradley Cooper there. I don't have any relation to the, her at all other than Bradley Cooper did A Star Is Born and Barbra Streisand did A Star Is Born, but they're two totally different movies.
1: Right, but they didn't act together. They, she didn't direct no. you know, them. And I mean, no. maybe she's friends with them. Okay. But that's again, that's right. just a weird... You couldn't get Mandy Patinkin? Like, you know, like it somebody... Anyone, something
2: like that. Like something. Her son was there. Like, let her son give the award. I don't care. Her husband! She... Right. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Donna Karen, her friends. Like, anyone that is, like, like legendarily her... Ask freaking Hillary Clinton to come. I don't understand why... Even she... Oprah! I would have understood Oprah giving her the award. But it just was... It just struck me as weird. I didn't... I loved her speech. I, I understood her speech, especially after the book. She gives a lot of credit to Billy Wilder and, and the director of funny girl. And she gives a lot of credit to the the, the cinematographers throughout her career. You know, the cinematographer she mentions in funny girl really yeah. let her see how directing works. And then she used that cinematographer again. And she learned about cinematography when she owned became her own director for, for, um, for uh, Yentl and for Mira has two faces, like you mentioned, etc. But what I think was, I was mi- and she gave her a little political nod to the speech about, you know, it, it, discrimination and her being her Jewish background and, and facing that kind but of see life. I really
1: appreciated that that was something where she could have totally and you know she can she's very political where she could have went a certain way and she just said she wanted peace and I well, really appreciated that because she could my, have said something else and she didn't
2: no I agree she didn't she didn't go into it in depth she
1: didn't pick I, a side she I just don't said she love,
2: I had some issues and I'm not trying to be too woke about Miss sand because yeah. she's woke herself but like Bringing up the studio heads, we've learned in time that's gone on, they were not great people, all of those studio heads. They they took advantage of young actors and actresses. Well, Louis I Beating think it
1: was more the Jewish tone. I think that's what she was going for, explaining they came, meaning they migrated here. Yes, due to but then they, also,
2: they also used their power to sleep with young actors and force young actresses to sleep with them. And I know. I And Marlon Brando, who is one of the greatest actors of all time, she's very close to him in the book. She she he tried to sleep with her. If you read the book, that
1: was so weird. I didn't understand that. I have like I said, I haven't read the book. That was I was like Marlon Brando. I was like,
2: oh, Oh, they were very good friends. They were very good friends, and they spent a lot of time together. But he also doesn't age well, great with the times. But Barbara Streisand is not really of this time.
1: This episode is brought to you
0: by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period
1: at shopify.com specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. No, As she's well? not. She's not. And who so, knows? I mean, I don't know if she, if she does talk about it in the book, we don't really even know what she may have gone through as well as an actress in that she may never talk about something like that. If anything did happen to her, maybe she would, maybe she wouldn't, you don't know, but well, she she, does she's, admit, she's of a different era as well.
2: She does admit to being, having very uh, romantic relationships with a lot of co-stars and falling in love with co-stars and right. having building an intimate relationship because she felt if she was attracted to her co-stars that would translate on stage. And the only person that gave her a real pushback was Robert Redford, which is a very interesting part of the book. But I just felt it was interesting that out of all of the people in the world that she could mention, she mentions the studio heads, which are the people that SAG after has to fight against to get contracts. Yeah. Not Louis B. Mayer, he's dead, but what I'm or the Warner Brothers, or et cetera. But I'm just was like, that's a very interesting. You know, her speech was not very long and it was not no. very detailed as long as I thought it was going to be and for her to make mention, but I understand they migrated and they had to fight and come overcome. I think that's kind of where she was going with that. Cause she, she used their Jewish names. Interesting choice. I felt it was an interesting yeah. choice and she does talk very much so about Marlon Brando. Listen to the book, everybody it's long, it's 80,000 hours and it's 900 pages, but it is a very fast read in the sense that she gives a lot of tea. She tells, she tells you how she feels. And um, I think she gets a bad reputation as a woman Who was demanding, but she was not bitchy, for lack of a better word. She was someone who wanted things done in the way she wanted done. And people don't like it. She was a
1: perfectionist.
2: People don't like it. And she regrets being a, a perfectionist. And she regrets spending so much time on projects. Because she didn't, she passed up so many projects because she says she's lazy and she's not a very active actor. You know, she doesn't do a lot of work, and she wishes she did more work because a she would have made a lot more money, and also that she would have made had a more of a body of work. But she would spend years researching these movies. So when they shot them, she wanted them to be done a a very particular way. My issue with the SAG Awards as a whole, you gave the word "ugh," and then you tried to come up with another word. My issue is, I thought they were they were on Netflix fascinating choice as well because the biggest controversy about the SAG contract was with Netflix.
1: Well, I I didn't like that it was on Netflix.
2: I, I understand they wanted it in 90 countries and people could have access to watching it and all this nonsense. They could have put it on Hulu or another streaming after it was on network television right. like other awards. I felt people were like- oh, stream they were stream it on
1: YouTube. Put it on YouTube.
2: Agreed. I'm sure Netflix paid them and that's why they did it. Mm-hmm. I- thought the show was boring. There was nothing very it's interesting huge. that happened. Even the in Memoriam, there was no performances. There was no comedy. There was no video packets. There was no nothing other than like the little montages of who has won ensemble in the past. And okay, bringing out Modern Family or bringing out West Wing or whatever.
1: Kind of like the Emmys. They kind of stole that shtick from they the did Emmys. did it already.
2: Right, they yeah. did it already. I just felt, and then, you know, as Adrian is the person who's with me at most red carpets, uh, Tan Wait, France, what's his name? Tan France, France, who is from
1: Queer Eye? Who is from Queer Eye? The new version of Queer Eye. Uh-huh. He is there. He is their stylist. I happen to like Tan. I, I do follow him on on Instagram, and and uh-huh. I, I was just because um, I didn't watch it live. I, I came in uh, later uh, yesterday, and for the first hour, I'm like on Netflix. I'm like, oh, we have the red carpet, which is fine. Okay. You love that, I do. I do enjoy. I do enjoy. Uh, I do enjoy watching like of the the fashion and 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 whatnot. I don't know who the other woman was.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I don't even remember her name, unfortunately. She was very pretty. She just had a baby like two months ago, so she looked phenomenal. And you know, and and I I, I did like her banter. I felt with with the um uh you know people she was interviewing. Tan. Knows a lot of celebrities because he's dressed a lot of celebrities. So I I, I get, I, I kind of got that from what he was saying. But during the show, when Idris Elba, who I felt was a highlight for me, I adore Idris, and I thought he was, he was funny. I wish there was more of Idris throughout the show. Why are we interviewing people during the show? So you did have commercial breaks. You didn't go
2: straight through. Right.
1: Like that was.
2: Well, I don't know Weird. Tan. I don't know. No. I,
1: I And, and no. I like watching the after shows because they do have them. Like E has an after show, but it's after the show for a reason.
2: I I don't know Tan France. France, France. What is he? What Tan is
1: Fran. Hold on. I have to look it up now.
2: Oh, he, he was not my favorite. That's all I'll say. But I give him credit. I'm happy he got the job and I'm happy that he's, you know, queer representation. Go team, go. But no. I... But he's not very good at it. It's hard. And it's really. Hard. It
1: Tan is. France is his last name.
2: And France, country. I like the gray hair. His questioning. Oh yeah, his he, he's, he's, his his he was great. And that his questioning capacity. is not great. His questions are very not very deep, and his demeanor and his um. Oh God, I'm gonna get in trouble. His pleasant. He's not. A, he wasn't very pleasant to watch for me. He made me nervous, and he was a little grating for me personally.
1: Um. There were certain things that for me were a little cringy. And I yes. don't think it was it was I think right. And I was like, Oh, there's a line, you know, like you have to be professional. When the camera's off, you can then say what you want to say. And I I that's that's fine. That's normal. People do that in the moment, like right after the win. And I'm just like, oh, that's inappropriate. Like.
2: Well, go ahead. Tell the people. The biggest everything is right down the line. I mean, it's succession. It's Cillian Murphy. It's the um, what's her name from the 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 flowers and the moon and the.
1: Oh, see, well, no, that so so hold on. Let's
2: do TV first. Can we do TV first? Sure. Bear and beef. Yeah, that's it. Ali Wong was funny, and 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 bear and beef, and and the guy, the Jeremy White bear man, he in his white outfit. Woo and the and I O woo and um. And but there of,
1: was a surprise. I felt it was a surprise.
2: Oh, I thought everyone thought it was going to go to. I mean, Kieran Culkin. I mean, it is the SAG Award, so the actors voted, and the, it's Adrian's got her Pedro Pascal blanket. Pedro Pascal won, and the and and what was and he came up looking like a pirate, and he. Oh no! He, wait a
1: Hold on. No wait, wait, wait. I think he looked dashing. I liked that it was very, because usually he's he's very avant-garde with his fashion choices. I don't yes. know who his stylist is. And I like that he takes risks. I think the men this award season have killed it, which we will talk about. I think they looked, they were wearing different colors. They were wearing different tiles and textures and everything. And I really loved all of the men. I think kudos to them. They really have done an amazing job. And Pedro is a little fashion forward. And I loved that, first of all, his hair looked amazing because sometimes his hair looks a little disheveled and he's got Uh curly hair. And I was just like, Oh, he looks like, Oh, like he was very, very dapper. I think he was shocked. I thought his speech was very funny. And he, he does talk about like he, he has anxiety and sometimes when he takes pictures, he puts his hand like kind of on his chest and stomach. And that's something that he learned to calm him down when he has anxiety. So when he was like, I'm going to go have a panic attack, but I leave like he was, I think, really being honest. Like, I think he was really shocked because and then in in, a, in a, one of the um, exit interviews, I think with Entertainment Tonight, he was like, I voted for Kieran. And I'm like, you didn't even vote for yourself. And I was like, that's so honest. I loved that he said that. And I mean, I, listen, Kieran was amazing and won everything. These awards are voted on by their peers, by their fellow actors. And I just was happy to see that he got a little recognition in that regard. I, I think he was shocked. I don't I don't think he thought he was going to win at all.
2: I think his personality is very fun. I've never seen him in one movie or television show, but I think he is very, very fun. And he I was happy he won. And Kieran is fun and crazy and kooky as well. But Kieran I think has been around uh, not that Pedro has not been around but Kieran, but Kieran has, is
1: well know- he's been more known he's had more parts. Pedro is just won. on his swing now.
2: So yes I agree with you. And and comedy the comedy uh, awards, like we said, it was very bear heavy. And if the bear is even really a comedy, but that's a whole, other conversation. A whole and, other conversation. And it was, it was, it was expect, it was kind of expected everything except Pedro. The same thing kind of happened with, with movies. I, I think, I mean, I guess you could say Paul Giamatti and, and Cillian Murphy are in this battle for the Oscar and and Cillian won this I award. was
1: hoping for the SAG, they would give it to Paul.
2: As an actor
1: as an actor because, and Killian <clears throat> is great. I, I, I've, I've, I've been him for a long time and he's, he's a very diverse actor, picks very interesting roles. He kind of reminds me of Daniel Day-Lewis in, in that capacity uh-huh. Uh-huh. where he picks these very specific roles. And he also doesn't have a huge body of work either. No. You know, he, he's it's very specific voice with voice. what he chooses. Um, but sometimes Paul Giamma, you know, sometimes it's, it's due and this was such a great, movie you know like we said it was that feel good movie that you could watch this every year during the holidays like it's just that warm fuzzy kind of movie not that it's warm and fuzzy because it's very deep and emotional um i think divine joy randolph
2: was- Woo, i love her
1: and let me tell you sometimes it's weird and my my mom kind of says this when she watches it they're actors. Why don't they know what to say? And I'm like, exactly, Mom. They read from a script. They don't know what, like, sometimes they can't improv. It's 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 not a lot of people can do that. She speaks so beautifully, so eloquently, and is so grateful. And I think this is the best she's looked. This was one of her best looks. She looked absolutely gorgeous. Um, and I just appreciated that. And even in the interview with Tan afterwards, she spoke so lovely again. Um, Pedro got, might have gotten himself in a little bit of trouble. Um mm-hmm. But Tan started that because he was flirting with him. But they were flirting with each other. But whatever. It's all good. Um, But yeah. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
0: (gasps) No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. (laughs) In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
1: See website for details. Uh, and Lily Gladstone, I I was surprised. I thought it was going to go to uh, Emma.
2: Oh yes, you know Emma, and that'll be will be interesting about the Oscars, and we and we will do a pre-Oscar show. Um, we okay. will not do the post-Oscar show. We will do a pre-Oscar show. It's so hard. We've been very lucky here at the round table to have so many interviews and so many events coming up to fit the schedule. I got an email today that was like, could you have any time in the next two weeks to have somebody on? And I'm like, no, I don't have any time to have somebody on. But um, for the Oscars and for the Tony Awards, we will make sure that we, uh, being on the Broadway Podcast Network, we will make sure we do a pre-show event with that. But. Lily won, and I thought Emma was going to take the Oscar and the SAG award and run. But I I know that they appreciated her acting for sure. It's a very different movie than Emma Stone's movie is. And then um, Ensemble, you know, you know th- that it, it's a movie that that is an ensemble movie. I mean, it it, it, it really is, is that. So they, I understand, and I I did not imagine it going any other way. And I'm pretty sure we could lock that in for winning Best Picture. Come Oscar time as well. Again, uh, I
1: think it's it's different. I I, I kind of was like because I mean again the SAGs and the Oscars are kind of voted on some of the same people. Yeah. So you know, but then I was like, do people think differently because you know you and and you Robert you voted you know a, a as well. Do you think of it as a as a fan like? I really liked this performance. I like this actor. I would love to see them get it, even though someone may have done a better performance, but they've been honored before. You know what I'm saying? Like I really wonder how that's why I thought I was like, maybe they'd give it to um to Barbie. You know, like that that was an right. ensemble cast as well. Um, you know, and it was just interesting, or even the color purple, the ladies were there, they looked beautiful, you know, that was a really ensemble cast. You know, it it's it's a tough category, I think, when you when you're well, looking when I- you're focusing on just the cast.
2: It's really funny. It's like voting, you know, back when I was a kid, my dad used to say, I I know when you vote for president, you don't vote for who you think is going to win. You vote for who you think should win. And, you know, like yeah. the, we all voted for people who we know we're not going to win, but we voted for them because we thought they were the better candidate. When I when I voted, I voted with who I thought was the best performance. And I did mm-hmm. not pick a lot of people who won because I don't. Because some of the movies and some of the TV shows that the people have won, A, I haven't seen. So I can't vote on Beef if I have not seen Beef. And that's my bad. But I in terms of the movies, I did see all of the movies. I tried to get through um Killers. Uh, no, I, I tried to get through Killers and I, I couldn't even get through uh Oppenheimer mm-hmm. because it's it because it's just not my bag. But <laughs> right. I get what, that. But I will say is that I voted for the people who I thought really were my favorite. I didn't vote for the extenuating circumstance, like some people say, Oh, this person's due, or this person has never won, or I like this person's acceptance speech, or blah, blah, blah. I did vote for the movies and the people that I watched and moved me. And Paul Giamatti moves me. The color purple moved me. Um, you know, I I I liked I, you know, I liked some of those performances a lot. I, I, I so I didn't, I do not pick the people who I think are going to win. I did vote for the people who I liked personally, knowing they had no. And I think like Pedro said, like I voted
1: for Kieran, like Kieran, he goes phenomenal. And it's <laughs> like, you could have voted for yourself. You know what I'm saying? And that's when I was like, I? that's a, that's a genuine person right there. And just as a, as a side note, cause he also said in, in, I think it was the entertainment, um, E. Um, interview with Michelle um, Turner, where he said, like, SAG saved my life. He said, you know, and he said it, he was, he started in 1999. And, you know, and then he was like, thank you, HBO, for giving me a job. Like, I have no skills. And, you know, this is what I want to do. And, you know, and that was an honest answer. Like, he's an actor. And sometimes this is what actors do. And, and you know this too, they they wait tables, you know, they, they sell books door to door or whatever that may be. I'm dating myself. But, like, they do those things. And he said, like, you know, there were times when I couldn't pay my rent. And that that check came in from when yeah. I did Buffer the vampire slayer, and then I could pay my rent. He goes, That's those true. residuals came in and saved me. You know, he was like, I was able to have health insurance. I was able, you know, to do those things because of SAG. And he was walking the picket lines a few times. I think he kind of took more photos because everyone loves him. But I think he's very relatable. And and I, I, I hope he stays the way that he is because I, I do enjoy him as an actor. I, I do like his, his things. And yes, he's very easy on the eyes. And another person who I, I love to speech. He always, he always gives an interesting one was Robert Downey Jr. And we knew he would win and he gives an amazing performance in, in Oppenheimer. Um, And then when he started reading the names, I'm like, okay, he went through, I, I want to say, I think every movie, and named, like, the, the top people that helped him in those films. And I was like, wow. Like, that was really cool. I mean, he's a huge movie star. Huge. Huge, huge, yes. huge. Besides the Marvel stuff. And people forget, like, go back to the 80s. He was huge in the 80s. Like, all those Brat Pack movies and stuff, he was part of that. Yes. You know, and then, and then I, I was like, did he say Mel Gibson? But then I was like, Mel Gibson. And I was like, oh, Air America. Like, you know. Those movies you don't um, you don't see anymore. Oh, my TV went on. Hold Look, on a
2: second. Television is on because we. Oh the- no! Hold she on. Made- Where's the remote? Oh, we're live, people. We're live. She's gonna shut- She may be watching the awards right now. I did not watch the award. I want to briefly bring this. I almost was gonna do a um a uh, a whole sorry. No, please. I I didn't watch this. I watched the SAG awards last late last night for about four and a half seconds. I I fast forwarded through them. Because I'm tired of all of these awards. I know Adrian loves them, but at some point, I'm like, I—it's I, the same thing over and over and over and over again. Um, yes,
1: I—I—I I, I will say—is there a little fatigue? I do feel a little fatigued, and I think because they weren't exciting, I, I felt fatigued. I was just like, are, are we done? Are we done? And I liked that everyone could say their speeches. No one got—I—I—I I, I, I do like that they do that. I—I I know when it's live, it's—it's it's hard to do that but we can try to do that. These, these people, and I know everyone's like, oh, you know, you're honoring these people. And it's like, being an actor isn't necessarily always easy. you're away from your family. You know, you're, you're, you're in a character, especially for a movie. I, I don't want to say so much for television because you're there for, you know, a, a, an extended period of time. So, you know, it's not as, as rough, but like, you know, sometimes you have to shave your head. You have to lose weight. You have to gain weight. You have to like, there is a process as you know, to being an actor, like you know, Killian Murphy, uh, I think he spoke of it and said, like with Christopher Nolan, there were no chairs; they could not sit down in between their scenes. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard of. But that's how he works, Christopher Nolan, as a director. I find that interesting. Not everybody has to find it interesting, but it is work. These people are
2: working, I, and I, I, we
1: are enjoy- And then we, as a society, enjoy their work when it's on the screen.
2: Well, I just think that people um, are very short-sighted in general about what the job of an actor is. Yes. Because I think that what we think of, when we, if you said to someone on the street, name an actor, they're gonna pick you know, the 1% of the most famous people in, in the world, but there are millions, thousands, and hundreds of thousands and millions of actors who you don't know, who are performing at a theme park, who are performing in a community theater, who are performing uh, as background on a movie, who are performing as you know somebody who you see on a cruise ship that you will nice. that will never win an award that will never make a million dollars that need to be protected by a union and they're doing it all because they love the art and they're maybe getting paid some little piddly amount and to with the dream of making art to be to give to the masses i don't think most people who are genuinely trained actors, who go to acting school, who get a bachelor's or master's degree, an MFA or a BFA in art, that they do it because they want to be rich. Because yeah. the odds of you being rich are very, very slim. I think you do it because you you are called to this craft and it is a talent and an art form, just like painting or dancing or singing, or, yeah. uh, and, and, um, and, and they're doing it because they, it's their passion and their love. And so I think we we get so hung up on the Robert Downey Jr.'s and the Tom Cruises of the world and the Jennifer it. Aniston's and the Reese Witherspoon's, et cetera. But, you know, think about the person who is performing, you know, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof above a police precinct uh, on 44th Street in New York City in front of eight people and getting paid $20. And they've memorized a three-hour play. That's an actor. You know, I have acting friends who I went to acting school with, and I've gone to see there – and I'm not picking on them bad plays that were two and a half hours long yeah. inside of a theater that fit 10 people. And they learned two hours of dialogue. And I was like, I would never <laughs> right. commit to learning two hours of, of this play to do it for six people for no money, but that's an actor. You that's, know, an actor. that's an actor. Right. So
1: I do, I do love that. And I, I also think that, you know, it's I I do like, you know, a lot of different television shows and things like that. And it's like, you know, it's the dead body on Law and Order that the whole episode is about that one person who has no lines and is just laying there with the makeup on or whatever. And they zip them up in the bag. You may only see them for a few seconds, but they're in that or they're the perp you know, who may be a nobody actor, you know, but it's funny because Law and Order, as they say, it's been on for so long. Who hasn't been on Law and Order? But that's That's like a rite of passage. Even Pedro Pascal at one point was on Law and Order. You know, Bradley Cooper was on Law and Order and now he's directing films. So I think it's important. And that's why I say like with The Strike, it wasn't about those top, top people that everyone was like, oh, well, what about these people? No, that's not what it was. And if you didn't realize that, then you're not really reading the right thing you know and you're, strike, you're not educated in that capacity
2: the strike was to protect the person playing the dead body because otherwise it's going to become ai and they're going to use people's bi- images and they're not going to pay them for it and and, for- and and those bigger actors like tom
1: cruise and things like that they fight for the little people they have their platform and and i do i know tom cruise is controversial but he fights for those people because he wants them to be safe on the movie sets he wants them to be able to make movies you know um uh, even Tyler Perry, you know, someone who who is a head exec himself, was like, we, "That's who we ha- we are able to fight for those little people. That's what we have to do." And I'm just glad that it worked out, and and hopefully it won't be this bad again, and like they, they can figure things out. And but I think the past couple of years we've had some really great television has made a huge comeback. I feel, um, and the stories are important to tell.
2: I was trying to keep my Tyler Perry comment to myself. I was ready to have a Wendy Williams moment. But I oh but I didn't I, watch
1: it yet. We can't talk about it. I didn't watch it yet.
2: Well, I'm gonna say something because I but I won't I won't give spoilers to people who didn't watch it. But Tyler Perry gave a very interesting conversation of an interview with the Hollywood reporter about AI, and he's not building his eight backlot studios because he doesn't want to spend the money because he says that he wants to see how AI is going. I think it's more like he doesn't want to spend the money before the news about his life comes out and he wants to keep his money in his bank account because Mr. Perry um, has a, a lot of, um, of um, you Skeletons. know, it's a very interesting Skeletons. world. We live in a very interesting world. And um, I had a conversation coming up, a spoiler of people, stay tuned to the round table with Ms. Janet Hubert, who uh, is the original Aunt Viv and Fresh Prince of Bel Air? And um oh, I love her. And I said to Janet Miss Hubert, I said to Miss Hubert, how did you not stay bitter and angry? Hmm. Uh, when I, when I went down and she said, I was bitter and angry. And she's like, well, the problem is these situations, the Monique situation,
0: mm.
2: has been going on for a long time. But no one, everyone is too afraid to speak about it. And when you speak about it then you're labeled a bitch and difficult and you get blacklisted from this community. Now, do I think Janet Hubert and Monique have probably handled the situations they were in properly? Probably not. But mm-hmm. I also feel like they were probably in a dead end where the powers that be ran them over. Like, you know, and and that's a it's a complicated issue. Cuz I love it Tyler. Is, Perry.
1: It is a complicated issue. I like issue. Oprah. And, and I agree cuz I, I I know. I I do like and I like Tyler Perry too and I I think he gives a lot of no-name actors work, and I do like that about him. Yes. Um, I think he needs to hire some better writers. And, um,
2: and he doesn't hire always good actors because he uh, named actors because he's, he's a little cheap about it all. Right, moving- but he
1: is. But he's giving people jobs, so I get True. that. I get that. Um, but I also think he likes to be the star.
2: Yeah, agreed. Just- um, you brought up, well, I brought up Wendy. Adrian didn't watch Wendy. I watched Wendy instead of watching the Screen Actors Guild Award. <laughs> I um I'll be looking forward to watching Wendy. All I will say about And we it... love
1: Wendy. We met well, I met Wendy at least once or twice and she was lovely and kind and you know, it's it's very sad. It's very sad to hear this.
2: I um uh, I, all I will say about Wendy is I have a very long history with Miss, Miss Williams. I have I used to see her all the time. I used to be on the show, uh, send my comments about the show, and I've gone to the first her first talk show taping. I've gone to uh, her opening night party. I have gone to a lot of events with her and her then husband, um, and 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 my ex wife went to her comedy shows. Like we, I rooted for Wendy. I always root for Wendy, and I always knew that she was a very special talent. What's sad about the documentary is I think a lot of people. I was going to do a whole podcast on it because it's a very hot topic ala Wendy, but I don't really want to, because it's not really what this show, my show is about. Like I don't right. want to sit here and dissect the gossip of the show, even though I have a lot of knowledge, but, um, uh, it's a very interesting story that I could go on for a very long time because I think it, it, it's a story about show business about, you know, when someone is not well, they push you anyway. Yep. Um, I, I, I think it's a story about the court system because, um, Hey, very, you-
1: that's a very hot topic too, right now, for many,
2: many, watch- many actresses, many women. When you watch this, what I think when people say, "Why did her son and her niece, who's been on every talk show like The View and stuff, um, and why did her her sister and her father and everyone do this documentary and let her be seen in this light, which is not a good look? It is very hard to watch. Yeah. It is not a way that I think she would ever want to be seen without no. a wig, with her shirt, you know, like without makeup and pass out in a bed and whatever. It, it's very jarring to see." But what I think the family feels desperate for, it's not money, because she has plenty of money. She does not have access to the money because right. there's a conservator that is on Wells Fargo, and I'm gonna beat my dog. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, PETA People, he keeps <laughs> knocking my computer over. Um, he's very, very, he's very. love
1: very, Clarence. Clarence is a good, good boy. Clarence, don't no, knock the computer. He's a
2: over. needy, needy, spoiled brat. Um, <laughs> he hates that I'm giving you attention. Is that? You know, you allude, the court case is sealed, so it alludes to the fact that someone in her family was using her money without her use, but it alludes to her son, because her son took her to Florida to get her away from her manager and her publicist, who, her publicist, Sean, has been with her from the WBLS days, but they like to be in the pictures with her, and they put her out in front of the paparazzi,
0: and they kind
2: of try to get her to go back to work and her son instituted a no drinking policy because Wendy has had a lot of issues with with alcohol abuse and well, she's honest about that and she well i don't she's not really honest about anything anymore she's not there it's very hard to watch um but you know so she um she's she's not honest about it in the documentary an- anymore oh. like not anymore like she'll tell you i don't have a relationship with my son because he doesn't like alcohol Um, she chooses alcohol over her family. And the courts, when he he did take her to Florida, she was clean and sober and doing well. And then she had to go to Florida because he was paying everything on her Amex card, including private flights and and the house they were renting and, and his rent and all of these things. And then all of a sudden the conservator said that he was mismanaging her funds, even though he was taking care of his mother. And then she had to go to New York because she had to have a conservatorship and her, her decline in New York around these people is very drastic on the show on the in the documentary and yeah. now she has no real contact with her son and her family and her nephews and her niece
1: oh wow so, so
2: when you see it it really adds a lot of light to um, how broken the conservatorship is. And, and all I said on Instagram and social media was like, that woman has worked her whole entire life to be able to provide for her one son. So the fact that he can't take care of his mother with this diagnosis and and, and manage her and to give her the life that she's worked so hard for is very sad. And she- be
1: there for her. I mean, she
2: no loves much. her son. No. She much. was, yeah, that. So um, I-, I think it's the only outlet they had was to show the truth. You know, DJ Boof, who was very close to her and people were saying that they were dating and stuff. She was, he was the only one that was allowed to go over her house during COVID. He found her unresponsive eyes rolled in the back of her head, oh. you know, uh, unrespo- the son had to, was medical proxy, gets an ambulance to take her to the hospital. She never really recovered from that. Like she never really recovered from the abuse that she put her body through, and that's years of working and neglect, and what happened with her ex husband, and the way that this business eats you up. So I think it was really fascinating. So I encourage everyone to watch it if you have the guts to watch it. A, you will be floored. You will cry. You will feel. I know, I'm going to need tissues. I know. Very hard to watch because you literally are seeing someone go through aphasia, dementia, alcoholism. You know the language, the middle fingers, the the belittling, the yelling. The arguing the the confusion you know what though
1: but this reminds me unfortunately eerily a little bit cuz we didn't really know because they didn't do something like this was about our Whitney and i think the same you know Whitney was also not surrounded by people that had her best interests and health you know in hand and you know it's it was
2: and i think she yeah.
1: she, she had her demons we all know that and was not you know well I, she was perfect. I loved her dearly. And I will be a Whitney fan forever, ever and ever. Um, but it just, it was just, it's heartbreaking to when you hear those things. And when you see those things, because you don't want to believe them because you do. They're, they're, they produce wonderful music and movies and things like that. And it's just, it's very... It's very upsetting when you see the decline, and that's what I, I even in the commercials I was like, "Ooh, like she does but,
2: not." To, it's very upsetting to see like there are people we don't you don't personally know, so I, so like, right. but there's it's, it's upsetting to see the person down the block and and families who are of fighting for for their parents and and etc. It's it's a lesson for all of us for paperwork for proper documentation. For a will, for having your money set up in a way that makes you protected, because we never yes. think we're going to be in a situation where we're going to be fifty-nine years old and have dementia. But we have to pr- protect ourselves and put ourselves in the proper paperwork. It's it's a lesson in a lot of things. It's definitely something worth seeing, but only watch it if you're if you have thick skin <laughs> because it's not pretty. Um, yeah. and thank you for second- that,
1: Robert. No, I, I appreciate that because uh, we love Wendy, and and it's just yeah, we sure do. Yeah.
2: Uh, just, just hard to I, see. I to, There was and there her, will never
1: be another Wendy.
2: Never. I talked to her no. niece last night actually after watching it. I had sent her niece a message because um I really wanted to uh be Aww. a part be a part of it all. So I I wanted to just there send more love and support to all of that. And I am looking forward to uh the to, to tonight and and we'll have more. I'm sorry, I got a text message from David Hernandez. So I was very, David of American Idol. Oh,
0: we
1: love David, yes.
2: I saw him in Las Vegas and, and we were, he, anyway. Long yeah. story short, God bless America. God bless the there actors. And um, thank you for watching us on the Broadway Podcast Network. It's Sunday and we're filming this on Sunday. I have to go sing for my New Jersey people in a few moments, in like five minutes. And um, we'll have some fun. And then we have a big old week. We'll, we'll have coverage this week of the Vineyard Theater Gala, which is uh, what we'll, me and Adrian will be at Monday night. Uh, we have Charo coming up on the Broadway Podcast Network this week. We oh, have- exciting. Jaquiel Spivey, who is one of the stars, he's Damien in Mean Girls. He was nominated for a Tony and Strange Loop this week. And um, the Mark Summers opening night is up as well. So if you are looking for a daily dose of entertainment and fun, you know where to find us right here on the Broadway Podcast Network. You could follow me at Robert and Bannon on Instagram, or you can go to RobertBannon.com. Adrienne gives her opinion at AMC Disney on Instagram. And uh, we look forward to being with you every single day. The next awards is the big monster it's the Oscars. We'll be doing a pre show, we'll be doing a post show, and we'll be together to, uh, to to give our comments uh, during the award show, actually in real life, A&I. So stay tuned for that. Hey, thanks for being here. Thank you
1: for having me. As always, it's a pleasure.
2: And we'll be back. And we'll we'll see you all all weekend. And stay stay up to date and stay up on your pop culture news because you can come back and be a part of it. Give us your comments. Tell us what you disagree with. Come for us. We don't care. We're not scared. Uh, The best is yet to come. Until next time, thank you, everybody, for being here. And um, enjoy your day. Go support some art. Go to a movie. Watch the TV show. See you again. Bye, everybody.